Good morning, good morning, good morning to you. Good morning, Deborah. Good morning, the source. Adra, good morning, good morning. Baby Leah, you're on again. Good morning to you. Pastor Mems, good morning. Internal, good morning. Good morning, Bookie. Mad title, yeah? Mad title. Good morning, Riley, Minister. Good morning, Pastor Karima. Good morning, Mr. Musa. Mr. Musa, well done. You're your interview, but make sure you don't get caught listening to Periscope, though. Good morning, Abby. Good morning, Kate. How are you? Pastor Kate. <laughs> the loyal Kate. Good morning, Toffee. Bami, the world's strongest consultant. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Thomas. Thomas, are we still on are we still on track for sowing a madness this month? Talk to me. Good morning, Igis. Good morning, Pastor Onyeka. Flaky Bakes himself. Thank you for blessing me this morning by being on. Good morning, William. Good morning, Dr. Maddie. Thank you for joining me this morning, Dr. Maddie. Amelia, the one that only loves. Pastor Mariam Mola. Good morning to you, ma'am. Pastor Mariam, do you sleep, though? I don't know. What time did you sleep last night? Something tells me that you are up to very late. Good morning, Pastor Tanisha. Good morning, Erica. Erica, it's always a pleasure to greet you. Oh, I've got so many awesome guests with me this morning, you know. Pastor Governor Gabby. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning, Jaden. Yeah, Good morning, Evans Jaden. Is that Evans Jaden or is that little Jaden? Good morning, Pastor Chris. Good morning, Anais. Chairman Laddie. Pastor Sandra. Pastor Shontai. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Pastor Evan. This song is a mood. My permanent mood these days. Good morning, little Jaden. Okay, Jay Goldman is little Jaden. If I didn't, if I missed out on you. Please just send your good mornings again if I missed out on you. Good morning, Pastor Debo. And a happy belated birthday to you also. Thomas said, yes, we are. Good morning, Precious. Precious the poet. Pardon? You can say it if you want. Okay. Let me flip this over now. Because I have so many guests here. Super mood. Good morning, Pastor Alex. Yeah. Um, Devil, it was so awesome to see them celebrate you, though. That was excellent. That was amazing. Good morning, Odelia. I gotta pull this back again. I love this track. I love this song. I love this song. The lighting done 
Good. Kishi was right. Don't tell her that, because she's got a big head. This angle is sweet, sir. Thank you. Good morning, sir, from Dr. Aid and Dr. Emma, my loyal soldiers there. Good morning to you. So you're not, you didn't work in the ward last night. Mm -hmm. Whenever I see you guys online, that means I know that they gave you, they showed you guys mercy at the wards, at the, at the COVID-19 wards. They showed you guys mercy. Where's Dr. Leah? Where is she? Yeah, new angle. I thought I'd switch it around. Okay, day off. So many superheroes on the scope this morning. Dr. Emma and the rest of the Health in the City team. Dr. Leah is at work. Bummer. <laughs> Quickly just nudge somebody, tell them that PO's on this morning. I'm not going to take much of your time this morning, don't worry. Um, it's a calm day. How, PO, how are you today? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'll tell you what. I, I smell success and I smell millions. I smell it. It's very close. I smell success and millions. I feel in such an awesome mood. Good morning, my King Wesley of the Kingdom Castle. Kingdom Castle's King. Spirit led trip. <laughs> Mornings belong to PO, most definitely. I'll put down a deposit on the afternoons as well. So, my afternoons are them through Pastor Eben. How many of you guys listen to the excellent uh, scope, Pastor Evans' excellent scope yesterday? Absolutely amazing. And she's got a neat flyer to go with it too. So I need to learn from her actually. Maybe I should start getting a flyer done. If, on, if only my team would help me. Yes, it's that time. God, I love this song. I love this song. The lyrics are absolutely perfect. Yeah, praise God. Praise God, praise God. And, and you know what? If you're focused every day, if you have a focus and you say that, listen... I'm not going to pray for God to give me a plan. I am God's plan. I'm God's plan. And I love the video. You know why I love the video? He's trying to symbolize what he's saying. He's saying, listen, there's so many, he's given a lot in the video, right? He's given. So he's showing that the plan that those people had for a better life was actually him. How many of you guys clocked that? Or am I the only one that clocked that? What he's saying is he's giving to people and he's writing checks out to people, but he's showing, he's trying to show that all everything these guys prayed for was actually for him to prosper. Because he was God's plan for them. It's a mad song. It's a mad song. Maybe you've never even thought of it, right? I don't think you've ever thought of it because the video is very, very, very coded. It's, he's giving out and he's blessing people, but that's what he's trying to say. Yeah, that's what he's trying to say. 
But you guys got to pay attention to things at times, right? Okay, quickly, just let me know what time you woke up this morning, as is our custom. And I'll reduce this a little bit so that you can hear me. Just let me know what team are you, what team, what morning team are you? And uh, we'll just go 6 a.m. Club, Dr. Maddie, 5.45, Pastor Kate, 7.30, Pastor Cash. Imagine if my pastor never fell to his knees and found out the truth so that real nigga free. <laughs> wow. Good morning, Pastor Barry. Those are mad lyrics there, though, um, Pastor Stephen. I'll be 5.30s. 6.30. Oh, these, these times are coming quick. Let me read them. Pastor Alice, 5.30. Men's. Pastor Men's, 6. Phaedra, 5.50. Whoa. 8 a.m. Pastor Karima, what's going on, man? Oh, yeah, I know why. You started that new job. Well done to you. Congratulations. Bami, 6. Pastor Mieka, 5. 6 a.m. crew. Anais, 3 a.m. Anais is a strong one. The strong one, Anais. Pastor Christian, 6.30. Dr. Emma, the, the, also Dr. Emma, I don't think you can ever wake up late, though. I think it's in your blood to always be ready for that call. 5.30, Stephen. Stephen, really? I was up with you last night. We were up together. Myself and Stephen were up together, 3.30, messaging each other back and forth, just talking about how there's no way we are going to live this life and be mediocre. There's no way. My architect minister, 7 a.m., Sandra, 5. Pastor Faye, 6. The 6 a.m.s are getting strong. Charlie, you didn't wake up at 6, man. Because I I woke up and I saw you guys, you and um, uh, Jaden snoring in your room. <laughs> Odelia, 6. Hannah, hmm. Listen, all of you guys, 5.30, 6 a.m., you guys are proving something. You don't need sleep. How about that? You don't need sleep. I, I, I put a challenge out to say you guys wake up the earliest across the nation. I think so. I think so. I think you guys are already across the nation. I think you guys are ready. So I'll, I'll give you the, your next challenge. Get a morning job. How about that? Find something to do in the morning. Get a morning job. Listen, there's there's roles out there. There's there's 2 a.m. to 5 a.m. morning jobs out there. Pick up a morning job since you don't sleep. And just say, this job is my seat. Huh? Did you ever think of that? That's the campaign I'm leading now in the Pulse family. Pastor Arthur says, Mr. Lover, Lover. <laughs> Whatever. It had to be done. You know why. 6.38, Pastor Arthur. Okay, a, a massive happy birthday to the amazing Pastor Emma. Mommy, Mommy Goldland. Happy birthday to you, Ma. Happy birthday. She's such an amazing person, you know. You can just imagine anyone who's been able to be patient with me is a very, very amazing person. My biggest supporter. 
That's that's my big support. You guys don't know she's a very mushy person behind closed You know she tries to be like she's a strong girl. She's not a strong girl. My biggest supporter. I never knew you had that side to you, so you're a sweetie. <laughs> you said I'm a sweetie. I have to do that for my lady though. I have to because she supports me fully all the time. She's she doesn't hold back. She does not hold back. And she's always very concerned for everything I'm doing. That's an assignment partner. She's my assignment partner. She's my assignment partner. I couldn't I couldn't think of doing an assignment with anybody else. And I don't need to pretend. She's she she knows everything that I do. I don't need to pretend. You know when you got you got someone that's so close to you. I don't need to pretend. I just everything she sees it all. Plus Emma is Pio's biggest support. I respect it. Yeah, she is actually. She wants to know everything. Even if she doesn't understand the business, she wants to know the business. Even if she doesn't understand. The issue of something, if it's a church, that she doesn't may not know, but she wants to know, hey, can you sort this out? Most of you, I only remember to call you because of Pastor Emma, you know. Can I come clean? I, I only remember to call some of you because of Pastor Emma. She just says, hey, have you called this person? Call this person. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you called this person? I'm going to call them in an hour. Call this person. In an hour's time. Have you called this person? Thank you, bring it with it. Amazing. I realized something. I think Jamaicans have loyalty in their blood. I think I went to the right place. Jamaican blood has loyalty. It's, I've never been forsaken by a Jamaican. <laughs> so I put a deposit in the right in the right piece of land. I had to put a deposit there. She's amazing. You guys don't know what I'm talking about. Loyalty. Listen, if I bury someone, boss, I'm not gonna tell you what if I what I did. If I bury if I murder and bury someone, she's not gonna tell you nothing. And that PO is an amazing man of God. <laughs> loyalty, I love it. I value loyalty a lot. Even PT says this, yeah. Look, and then another drink a drink came from the Jamaican tribe. This is Pastor Emma's sister. It's more or less a sister, man. But it's not cousin. That's Pastor Tanisha. Man, I'm in control of like the whole father-girl family, I think. Um, uh, Jaden, father-girl. You're the only one that hasn't submitted to me, you know, in the family. If you want to be blessed, you better be here. Your sister is here. <laughs> Your cousin is here. You're the only one that's not submitted to me in that father-girl line, so... Don't delay, my friend. <laughs> so yesterday, we I I gave her a, a surprise of a dinner because of um, COVID nineteen. Just said, I'll just give her a surprise of a dinner. I was thinking of a gift, but I realized, by the way, Pastor, you know, let me just say this on Periscope because we're we're family. We're, Paul's family, we're all in this together. Is a is a oneness. It's a... <laughs> Stephen, shut up, man. It's a oneness relationship. So I had I had her gift ready, big boy gift. No one to say bigger boy gift, bigger boy gift. And she was telling me, sir, so I need to I need to make if I get the gift now. I need to, and I was thinking on it, thinking on it. I said, nah, I need something that will stick in her mind for long, not gift like where you just. It can you go and sew it? It becomes flex allocation tomorrow. 
I didn't want to give her something that would come flex allocation tomorrow. So I said, no, the money for your gift, we're going to sow. We're going to sow the money for your gift. So, hey, I'm just coming clean on Periscope before the brethren, before the um, the council of um, popes and the council of Spanish. We had to say, no, your gift is going to be seed this year. But what I give you is a dinner that outlasts everything. <laughs> Pastor Ray, I know how you feel. You're, you're thinking, really? Yeah, really? I thought about it. What? No, I'm going to give her some seed. Seed is her gift. It would be right for me. I, I think it's, seed is her gift. The dinner is the outlasting stuff. That's what we're going to do. It means more, you see? Kim Abere said she, it means more. Guys, if you're if you're married, if you're married, you gotta have that romantic side, you know. You better have that romantic side, because listen, if no one's gonna appreciate Pastor Emma, who's gonna do it? If I don't do it, who's gonna do it? I can't be letting another man do that. No way. I have to appreciate my lady. I have to appreciate my lady. What PO <laughs> You know, you know, Steven is one of the most, he's like an annoying little person. <laughs> Listen, guys, have you, have you spent enough time with Pastor Stephen? Pastor Stephen and his son, Pastor James, is the same person. I've started calling him, hi, James. Hi, Pastor James, you good? I've started calling him Pastor James. He's, he's just very, very <laughs> cheeky. <laughs> I like the way you're talking now. Whatever, what are you talking about? He's a big leprechaun. He is. He's a massive leprechaun. So, yeah. So, how, P.O., how did the dinner go? Okay, well, I made sure I had some Keith Sweat and stuff playing on the background. Then we had the fire going on. Keith Sweat, Oyster Man, 112. You guys know about those people? Or oh, you like Jaden Goldman. Jaden Goldman don't know who Tupac Shakur is. Jaden Goldman, born in 2007. Don't know who Tupac Shakur is. This guy, I don't even know who does. Who is someone born in two thousand and seven? Who would they know? Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber. So I had the I had the madness playing. I had the madness playing on the background. Yeah, don't do drill, PK. Don't do drill on dinner. You know, is Pastor Joanna online? This is a fun scope today. I'm not. I'm not really gonna come and blow a dash you with anything, because it's Wednesday, right? I'm getting ready for a word week now. So PK, don't play drill. PK, let me sh let me show you how you do it. Yeah, don't do drill. <laughs> of course, PK is. How you guys gotta know? Do you guys know PK is a mad romance guy? You know. PK is a mad romance man. All of you east side, east side, east side, your pastor is not no Beckton gangster. He is, he is a serious, you see, he confessed just now. He said he's the modern day Justin Bieber. <laughs> so yeah, I, I had to turn it up. I had to turn it up, man. I had to turn it up for my woman, for my lady, for my pastor. Um, we had a three course meal amazing music playing on the background you know 
the waiters were absolutely, absolutely fantastic. The waiters, one of the waiters, I gave him a tip. You know, he was a short guy, kind of big, looked like a man and a boy at the same time. Strange looking fellow. Looks like a man and a boy at the same time. Strange guy, but he was good. He was good. He couldn't pronounce none of the dishes, but I liked him. He couldn't pronounce none of the dishes. He was like saying some words. But I but I gave him a tip because after the mains, he said to me, Bon appetit. And I thought, what? Bon appetit? Boy learning, man. Boy, you're learning. You're learning. Dog. I was like, okay. P.O. P.O. wrote Proverbs, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, the spirit of Proverbs is inside me. Yeah, and then there was another waiter. He was really, really nice. Um, his name was... Um, what was his name again? Pastor Emma, what was his name? Not John. One was John. The other one was something else. I've forgotten his name. But he was hilarious. So I had to beg his manager, Robert. Yeah. I had to beg his managers not to suck him. You're slick with it. Let me gel your hair, Baba. <laughs> You're so silly, you know. So before the surprise dinner, Pastor Emma's disturbing me. What's going on? What's going on? Everyone's acting strange. I don't like this. And you know why? Because she doesn't want surprises because she doesn't want to cry. She doesn't want to show tears. You know, she's one of those people that does strong. I'm a strong girl. I'm in the, all the women independent, like they're strong women. They, no man can, no man can shift them. She's trying to do those things. I don't know what's going on. So she was worried. Then they told her, don't look outside, don't look outside. So she thought she was getting a Range Rover. Ah, Range Rover care. If Range Rover came for your birthday, do you know what Spark Nation would have done? The new, I think the new leaders of Spark Nation, um, Pastor Sam would have just been at the door and said, oh, sir, have we heard there's a gift that we're sharing? <laughs> you know, just said, I heard there's a gift we're sharing, sir. Yeah. So no, no Range Rover, ma. It was amazing. We had the awesome team of Pastor Karel, Pastor Diana, came to set up the office i did you guys didn't think my office could become like that right if any of you guys have been in my office before i didn't think my office could become like that but it was an absolutely amazing night just good fun good loves the family absolutely enjoyed it and um it just goes to show you what's what should i say the trap house system we have, or the, the EDCs, is everything. We're coming to serve you tea and coffee. The trap house is everything. And I realize how much family, how much family we have around us is so amazing. From mid up, this guy's not gonna, he's not gonna let me rest today. Oh my God. Family is so important, man. I really love family. And um, I realize how much I love this family. I realize how much I love this family. By the way, disclaimer, I was helped by the family. I was helped by Pastor Alex, Pastor Niona, Pastor Tanisha, Pastor Karina, Minister Lola. They put everything together. 
family is everything, guys. So the focus has to be a, a fight as a family. Papi Chulo de London. <laughs> the fight has to be family. Yeah. So look at your houses and start to breed stronger unity. That's the instruction this morning, okay? Start to breed stronger instruction, stronger unity, sorry. Start to breed stronger unity. I'm looking at Love House and what moved me with Love House yesterday was the girls from nowhere, the girls from nowhere gave Pastor Debo a surprise for his dinner. Um, a surprise dinner for his birthday absolutely amazing so it's got to be family mindset all the time so I do something on purpose what I do in Gold House on purpose and maybe you may want to adopt that in your houses is when the boys come to me I say how is your brother call your brother for me where is your brother I, I don't say, where is Charlie, Minister Charlie? Where is Minister? I don't say that. I can do. I'm not saying I don't call them by their names, but I say things like, where is your brother? Can you call your sister for me? Then, then the person is forced to say, which one? You start to create the, the, the concept in someone's mind that these people are my brothers and sisters. It's very important. They start to know, okay, so this person is my brother and my sister. So I'm like, yeah, where's your sister? So Jaden goes, oh, which one, sir? And I'm like, oh, Minister Lola. Then you start creating the concept of family already just by a few words. And then actions can proceed after that. Sacrifice can proceed after that. You start making people... Another thing, another way to breed unity and family is if someone does something wrong, purposely make somebody else clean up for them or solve the thing for them. Sometimes, yeah, Pastor Faye may do wrong, but I just know, hey, Alex, go sort this thing out. So that the concept of being my brother's keeper, come, it's always in your mind. Family is everything, guys that unity and so in my mind it's like in the gold house the culture is the build-up to giving as a family the build-up to winning as a family it was an amazing day yesterday pastor toby came to surprise us yesterday and uh, he was making his way to revival house but he decided to stop off at the gold house the hq the pulse hq and we had all our vans, night shield vans, all the night shield vans were lined up outside. And he was very impressed with how far we've taken the company and how far we've taken the business by the help of you guys, by the way. People like Pastor Kim, who gave us her van to use when we had no money for a van. I don't know if any of you guys know that. Pastor Kim gave us her van when we had no van. And so, so much actions that the family gets involved in to actually build something. It's a family. It's a family. And Pastor Ray, from when we, were, when we didn't have one invoice come through the company, Pastor Ray waking up at 4 a.m. in the morning, 3 a.m. in the morning, getting dressed, driving. We still hadn't been paid. 
driving. We just had made and we just signed the maddest partnership we've ever signed in business. It was a partnership with FedEx. FedEx is a huge, huge logistics company. They're worth $50 billion. And we signed this contract. Why did we sign the contract? How did we get the opportunity? I told them about Pulse Community and they saw like, wow, so you give back to the community. Listen, we want to give you a contract to do this with us. So they signed up our company, they put us in their suppliers list and they signed us up there right there on the spot. People like, like that, when you, you can only build successively if you have family members, men trained in your house. It's easy to build and it's smoother to build when you have men trained in your house. I could have never put together a company, PK could have never put together a company if we didn't have a pastor Ray who understood that it's difficult for us to get the invoices in now, but we still have to work. We can't miss one day of work. And some of you guys know that I, I put a high-vis on with Pastor Ray every morning. I wake him up in the morning. I make, I make coffee for me and him in the morning. We put the coffee in our flask and we're out the door in the morning. We're out the door in the morning. We drink. We're, I'm drinking coffee while he's driving. By the time we get there, we're all fully awake. I help him pack the van, and then I get an Uber um, back home to sit on the to sit on the the desk and start doing the admin. So as soon as I get home, the whole house is still sleeping, and I quickly get an hour's sleep, and then I come downstairs and I'm on the computer doing the admin work, speaking to FedEx saying, "Hey, we've loaded for today. We're expecting invoices for the the." the Building with family. Building with family is extremely important. And so the company started to grow and evolve over time. We started adding more services to what we do. We had, um, we had Pastor Ray missing services. missing services why because he was just so tired he couldn't even sit in a service so building with family is extremely important um, Pastor Toby came over yesterday and he saw everything that we've been putting together as Paul's family by the way he was very impressed and I believe yesterday we had an amazing news yesterday for the company Amazon called us up offering us a partnership let me see this. Amazon called us, offering us a partnership. Yeah. So we, we got a partnership. Yes, as soon as Pastor Toby left, we got a partnership from Amazon. And it was it was very, 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 very beautiful for that to happen. So myself and Pastor Kevin, we have an interview with Amazon on Thursday. And they, they said to us, do you have 10 drivers? But I said, hey, we don't have 10 drivers. We don't have 10 vans. But it's a family business. I messaged Pastor Wesley. I messaged Pastor Cyrus. And I said to him, listen, I need your help. I need to get more vans out. Can you help me? So, so that's the kind of, that's the way family builds. Help me get rid of that rubbish. That's the way family builds. There's a um, spray in my in my room. And has someone left my door open? That's why. 
So it's all about building together. Close it properly. Yeah. And then get the spray in there. So this is what happens when people like leaving my, my office thing open. I hate flies, by the way, but I'm trying to be as composed as I can. Yeah, so, hey, so Faye is now fighting the fly now. <laughs> yeah, so building as a family, absolutely important. And I could not build this company without Pastor Kevin, someone like a Pastor Kevin. Pastor Kevin is absolutely obsessed with the whole thing, building with Pastor Kevin. So it's a one family thing, important. Look at the things that you're building. Okay, Faye, don't, don't, don't drown me in this um, spray though. Look at the companies that you're working on. Look at everything you're building and ask yourself, are we building together? I love what I've seen in the Love House with the Mentor Matchers and all those other companies that they have there. It is a one family building thing. So what's my recommendation to you this morning? Uh, I know I spoke about the last dance last night or yesterday morning, but I've been watching something else again. I need you guys to take a look at Self-Made, The Life of Madam C.J. Walker. Oh my God. It's the maddest, maddest thing I've ever, ever watched. Self-Made, The Life of Madam C.J. Walker. Self-Made, The Life of Madam C.J. Walker. So, have you watched it? Watched it. Amazing, amazing, amazing. One of the first female millionaires. One of the first female millionaires. Absolutely amazing thing. So, don't worry, just leave it now. I don't think you're successful in what you're doing. So, studied in history also. Self-made the life of Madam C.J. Walker. And, guys, I'm looking at her and I'm thinking... Look at the focus, the focus for her to start something absolutely amazing. Look at the focus. Now, I don't know if you, for those of you who've watched it, it's about a lady who starts hair, hair growth business, the hair, hair care business. She starts in the beauty industry. And she started off with so much opposition, I believe her, her first husband left her and all these kind of things. But the rise of this woman, her tenacity, her tenacity, the rise of this lady, just out of constant hitting the door. And I'm looking, I'm watching last night, and you know, I'm thinking last night, I'm thinking, how would my sisters Open the window for it. I'm thinking, how would my sisters have this kind of focus to achieve? How would my sisters get this kind of focus to achieve? Guys, talk to me. Resilient. Talk to me. If you've watched it, talk to me. Has it gone up? close it before another one comes in. Sorry, I'm just very on those things. 
So the focus, the focus of that lady, unbelievable focus. Unbelievable focus. Imagine relationship, all these things hitting her, perseverance, yeah, the passion. If you've seen it, just talk to me. I was so touched watching this thing, self-made. Then, to, to be a woman, then, to be a black woman, then, to become a millionaire. So I'm adamant that success is not far away from us, guys. It would be, do we have the traits and qualities beyond prayer to enter into success? Prayer assists these things. She was bold. She believed, she believed, she believed, she believed. I'm watching this thing last night and I'm thinking, whoa, a black female millionaire at this times. I think Fabiola was saying we studied her in history. Up against, against all odds, against all odds. She had a factory. She built her way up from making um, hair cream in her room to making hair cream in her factory. She wasn't moved by her competition. And she did not look like the story of, she did not look like someone who should be successful. That's, that's the major part I want to even think on. I'm like, in that time, she was not a, she was not classed beautiful because of, she didn't have European looks. So she wasn't fair skinned and she didn't have a good looking face according to European um, cultures. She wouldn't give up because of limitations. But she pushed though, child of captives. Uh, yeah, her, her parents had been picking cotton on the cotton field. Guys, I need you to understand that your generations, are, your generations after that, your generations after that, so her parents were direct, <coughs> were direct results of what we call slavery in the United States. So they were picking cotton. They were working in the plantation fields. They were being abused. They were being strung up and hung. They were being beaten by white people. They were being, um, they, they faced so much of those things. But how did a woman rise out of that? So I'm thinking of a modern day lady like a Pastor Sandra. And I'm thinking, why then should you feel limited to be a multi-millionaire designer on behalf of huge brands? Or why can't you as Sandra be the person that brings in the value of million pound contracts into the magazine that the Love House team is working on. Bringing value into the world. So, oh, the Holy Spirit is always on, on point with this. So how do I place a deposit to purchase a world? I'm thinking, how do I place a deposit to purchase a world? What does it cost? You guys know that when it comes to placing a deposit, deposits, the higher you put down, the less it costs for you to buy the finished product. So if you're placing a deposit for a house, 
If you put down 20% of the house, it means you still need to make up 80% of the value of the house. If you want to purchase an industry, how much deposit would I have to put down in order to purchase an industry? Okay, let me go Christianese now so that they don't say this man was preaching to God's trap. <laughs> Isn't that right? I'm mad. You know, the, the social media people are at the highest. One of the young men was showing me um, something from Exposer. And I'm, I'm, I'm concerned. I'm like, why are you still on this exposure thing? I was concerned for the young guy. Imagine, imagine showing PO exposure now. It's like, I'm thinking, sorry, you're still on this? Really? Move on, man. Move on. Don't be a little mind. Don't join little minds to talk about little things. My value system for what I want to purchase depends on how much I put down, what deposits I place. You have to put down a deposit to purchase something. So lost there. So my constant thought is the, the effort that Madam C.J. Walker put down in order for her to take the industry called beauty what did she pay? What prices did she pay? She lost a marriage for it. What price are you willing to pay to access a world? So when I see my sister still concerned about marriage, like marriage is an achievement. Marriage is not an achievement. You should marry if it, you find an assignment partner. If you find an assignment partner, marry. If you don't, go on your own. The journey is not for you and someone else. But to be accepted and to be... I need you guys to be able to watch things and criticize from the viewpoint of wisdom, be able to criticize. The mistake Madam CJ made is she kept on... She, she really wanted to keep that marriage because that would prove to her that she's somehow accepted and she's not ugly. She needed that marriage. It was almost everything to her. I know the business looked like it was everything to her, but if you look at what the marriage, the splitting away from her husband, if you see what that did to her in the long run, in the long run, it was, it was damaging though. Yes, she may have made money and success, but that was a decision that hurt her, her work, her assignment. And I'm looking at someone like a Jeff Bezos today. He will never be the same. He made his wife the richest woman in the world. How? By divorce. The guy is so rich that he made his wife the richest woman in the world by divorce. A lady goes around to say, I'm the richest woman in the world. How? I divorced my husband. Who is your husband? The richest man in the world. <laughs> So the things that hold us down from reaching our full value to place a deposit on the world that we're called to, talk to me this morning. I just want you guys to think with me this morning. And I was watching this thing, and I recommend that everybody watches the self-made, self the life of Madam C.J. Walker. Being told no so many times, no, you can't do, no, you're not good enough. And all that woman would have heard in that time, in that dispensation, 
is no. Did she have a PT? Did she have a PO preaching to her? She's not got none of that. So what would drive her to purchase a world is assignment. Assignment. All Pastor Toby is trying to do is bring you to the understanding of the gift that's inside you on behalf of a world that God wants its attention. Are you going to be bold enough to be the deposit God puts down to access a world? Jesus is God's deposit. God wanted to buy a world, so he sent his only begotten son to buy the rest of mankind. He sent his son, and he's still in the business of doing business like that. So Jesus told us in the beginning, did you not know? I will be about my father's business. Did you not know? I will be about my father's business. My father's business is to get back the world, the attention of Christ, to spread the fullness of Christ among the earth, to spread the fullness of Christ, to fill Christ in every area. How am I raising my value to be that deposit? What is my mind? What is my focus? I'm watching this lady and I'm seeing, how do you raise a team and get abandoned by your team? Her best five sellers left her. Her husband's sleeping with her employees. It's a crazy mad life. Soldiering on to establish something that we all know today. That Fabiola said, hey, I studied this in history. Imagine generations later, that's who they teach Fabiola on when it comes to black history. The life of a lady immortalized in words because of what she's done, what she's been through. How would I be able to push though? And that's for ladies, but listen, guys too. What did it take Tupac? Do you know, I don't understand this, but Tupac releases a single every year he's dead. When I was in school, I'm like, are we sure this guy is dead? He's still releasing songs. Are we sure Tupac Shakur is dead? He's still releasing songs. And I'm thinking, what is this? But guess what? As I grew older and I started watching documentaries and looking at the life of a so-called thug, do you know that Tupac was not a thug? Do you know that Tupac went to one of the best acting schools in, in America? As a 17-year-old boy, he was refining his craft. He was paying attention to his craft. And so because of that, in the industry, he was a peculiar person because Tupac had more relationship with the world than the rest of the artists. Other artists were from the hood. They only knew the hood. Tupac has already grown amongst white people, Indian people, Asian people, because he went to one of the best acting schools. His mom put him in one of the best acting schools in the world at 16, 17 years old. And so already he knew about other cultures and he knew about where he was exposed, yes. He knew where the black community was failing. And so he took up a personality to help the black community. He was not actually a thug. Tupac got tattoos on himself. He, he made himself look like a gangster to reach out to his community because that's 
the community he tried to save, but this man is not a cancer. Tupac has not killed one person his whole life. People like um, PK today would say that he's fake, he's a pretender. According to what the streets call pretender, Tupac was then the biggest pretender. No, he wasn't a pretender. He had a wisdom. He had an understanding that, hang on, I need to find a way into this community. If Pastor Toby didn't have the word, if Pastor Toby didn't have the word, he would have probably thought the same way. And so Tupac's work rate in the studio was absolutely impeccable. He was beyond all other artists. Why? He's raising the value to purchase a world. He's saying things like, listen, if you listen to some of his documentaries, I'm making songs because I'm dreaming of a black president. I don't think you guys listen to some of these people sometimes. I make songs because I'm dreaming about a black president, but how do I get my people's attention to that's where we should be going? And when they asked him, do you think there'll ever be a black president? He said, I don't think we'll ever have one, at least not in my lifetime. And he was right. He died before the Barack Obamas would have come out. But listen, his work rate in that studio is absolutely... So, Stephen, you can't really embody the spirit of revival and revolution through the word until you're the one waiting in the studio and TK and them are late. You're there saying, you guys are, are slowing me down. I watched another documentary of Tupac Shakur and he's in the studio and they're like, no, Park, we need to put a beat to it. And he's like, no, F that, F that, F that, F the beat. I'm going to write the lyrics. I'm going to spit the lyrics. I leave the beats to you guys. You guys listen to it. You guys put whatever the hell beat you want. He was that confident. He was that confident. He was like, I spit, I write the lyrics. You guys listen to it and put whatever the hell beat you guys want to put on it. So this guy would just write, 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 write. He would listen to world issues, current issues, and just write from his heart. And he didn't have the word like you have the word, Stephen. Placing a deposit for a world. What does it mean to be excellent? What does it mean to be excellent to push the boundaries to achieve greater in something you're already in? If you're not obsessed, you can't get there. If you don't open the Bible and start seeing PR, then it's long. Pastor Seth, is long. If you're not opening the word and seeing PR, if you're not opening the world and seeing cryptocurrency in certain scriptures saying, oh no, this looks very similar to something I should be doing. You've not become obsessed yet because your translation of the word should be personal. You should be hearing Pastor Toby preach and speak and it should become personal to you. In the midst of his preaching of manifest, you should hear, you should hear something personal. Men who change the world. They were convinced to establish something new. So what I'm doing now, I'm studying India. I'm studying India because India brought a revival of finances into their country, although a poor country. And I'm getting ready for Pastor Toby's movement in, in Africa and Nigeria by studying India. India now have their own Silicon Valley. And so I was on a call this morning with Pastor Sam. And I'm speaking to Pastor Sam. That's fine, Pastor Sam. 
And I'm speaking to Pastor Sam about night shield and where we want to take it. And it's so funny that me and my brother are saying the same things. Things that I've been thinking on, but I can't share with the family yet because I need to have enough knowledge on it first. And the knowledge is how do I bring, how do we bring prosperity to Nigeria? How do we bring prosperity to Africa? By being consultants, like Pastor Toby said, but consultants in the place of training. I was speaking to Bookie yesterday. I said to Bookie, Bookie, if you don't become excellent in what you're doing and become the person who trains a whole nation on social media, if you don't retrain a whole nation on social media, I wouldn't know what else you've achieved in this life. There's no point going to Africa to make money because all you just all that will happen is you're now the person for people to go back to. <clears throat> all you've done there by making money in Africa is you've now become the person for people to beg to or beg from. But if you become the person that upskills a nation, what happens? You create better people to be employed. You create stronger employees. And because you've created stronger employees, guess what? Companies make more money because you've created better workers. If companies make more money, the nation becomes richer and is able to afford other things. So the work that we, you have to revive a nation, the, the work of national revival is huge, is big. But where do we start from? Start from your houses. Start the revolution in your house. Look at how you, you, you treat revolution in your house. Then take the revolution to your community. I was speaking to some of the three Gs and I said to them, my, my problem is you have no attention to the things that you should have attention on. You're chasing money when there's a community for you to work with. I was speaking to some of them saying that. And so I had to remove some of them from the leadership because I said, you're not ready for leadership, my friend. You don't understand what it takes to be a leader, to, to have your mind focused on something and not look at the incentive of cash because I'm not saying you don't make money, but I'm saying if you chase money before you've had process, then you're going to get bought out one day. You're going to relinquish your place like Saul one day. You're going to relinquish your place like Judas one day because your mind was not set on the things that create foundation for you to win. Selfless leadership is what comes first and then God gives you an agenda for a nation because you're selfless. With that agenda, God, God sends you out with finances. He sends you out with provisions. He sends you out with people. He keeps them there waiting for you in the towns, in the cities. But if the third generation or the new second generation can be attentive to those things, a Paul's family that started from seven people to 200 people plus across East London, across South London, across Brixton, a Paul's family, it's just one person given the word. But how then do we have a place where I've got third generation people ignoring the fact that you guys are 3Gs and you, you're not growing. Why are you not growing? There's no one amongst you that has sat down with a leader, with your leader. None of you have come to sit down with me to say, sir, I need to be able to be given the word to grow this, this, unit, this um, family. 
Pastor Laddie, Evangelist Charlie, Jaden, you guys should have been strong guys by now, but none of you have had attention on the word. None of you have had a focus. So how does the world measure maturity? By consistency. If you can be consistent in a matter, the world will say that you are mature. But you're trying to pick up other things to show maturity. When the word is in front of you, show consistency in one thing. Do you know that by now, if one of you guys was consistently giving the word to your peers, by now your post-3G group would have grown. But there's too much selfishness. People want to be somebody. And I don't know who you're watching, but let me tell you something. Uh, I think the other day I took Charlie to my mom's house and I showed him my, the sofa I slept on for five years. Sorry, for six years, because we've only been in Gold House for a year. I showed him the sofa I slept on for six years to build that post community. After giving a mad word, P.O.'s going back to his mom's sofa. After sitting in a mad meeting for millions or whatever we were doing, I'm going back to that sofa. I get the duvet, I spread the duvet on the sofa, I put the pillow there. And you guys meet me the next day like, wow, this guy is such a big powerful. I'm sleeping on the sofa. At the end of the night, I plug my phone next to the chair. I make that sofa very comfortable. I have my Bible next to me, and I'm, that's all I'm doing. I'm listening to another PT word. The TV's there in the living room, so I'll just put, a, I'll just put YouTube and just watch um, Water and the Spirit. I used to watch Water and the Spirit back to back, just watching PT, how he moves, how he speaks, his mannerisms, and I'm just I'm taking it in. But it's just from one sofa. None of you have had that diligence. You want to call yourself leaders. You're not ready for leadership because you're not ready for sacrifice. Too selfish. You can't call yourself a business person. You're too selfish. So the gap, the issue is, I don't want the gap between a PO and a 3G to be so far. But the gap is so far because I've already put in too much more work than some of you because you're selfish. You're so selfish. You're just about you. And if you want to grow, become selfless then God will give you more responsibility. So you're looking at world leaders, leaders that changed industries, that changed atmospheres because they were selfless and they took on an agenda apart from themselves. Madam C.J. Walker will keep on saying, I just want our people to be looked at as beautiful and respectful and professional. And they'll always say, you're the first, I think she was in a meeting in New York and they said, the guy said, you're the first person that's ever pitched business to me and it's not about you. She said, I want my product in this store. And that store is a very big store, but it's owned by this white guy, of course. But it's a very um, luxury store. But it's not because she'll make money, because her people can't afford to go in the store. So she said to the guy, it's not about my people. I mean, it's not about me making money because... When my product enters that store, my people don't even go into that store. Imagine, imagine someone that says, I want my product in Selfridges, but it's not even because people are going to buy it there, because my people are not even shopping in Selfridges. It's just the fact that I want my people to see that we made it into something. I was watching this last night. I was like, what? She said, I just want my people to see that we, we made it into something so we can have a pride about something.
So God is looking for selfless people that he can depart, that he can fill. Selfless people, because when you're selfless, there's nothing else inside you. You're empty. Someone says, oh, that's an empty vessel. That's the kind of vessel God wants. It's an empty vessel. And so it's the filling of that empty vessel that God puts into the world. And let me just get to a scripture today while I begin to round up. Ephesians chapter 4. And I'll read from verse 3. And I want you guys to talk to me, by the way. We finished early today because I'll just take questions. And then you won't see me again till next week, Monday. So what I'll do is I'll allow you to get in the word Thursday, Friday. Pastor Toby will be on, of course, giving the word. And I don't like, um, I don't like filling you with too many things. So verse, verse 3, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 3. Make every effort to keep the unity of the make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. This is, this is why it says, again I say, but to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. Okay? This is why it says, when he ascended on high, he took many captives and gave gifts to his people. What does he ascended mean except that he also descended to the lower earthly regions? He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to do what? He ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers... He gave them to equip his people for works of service. Please re underline that. Underline that. Christ equipped his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we reach the unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So in order to fill the world, in order to fill the world, God first filled his people as apostles, as teachers, as evangelists, as pastors, he first filled them for service, for works of service. So I was saying to Bookie, 
What Nigeria needs is an excellent company that can give services. You need to be doing services company. That's services now. Because what God has done is he's filled you with the ability to give a service back to the world. It's that feeling of you that God uses to fill the earth. In order for God to get the universe, he fills a pastor Alex with the ability to give the world a service. In order for God to fill the universe, he fills a Dr. Maddie with the abilities to give a service. He fills her with what? Does he fill her with social media? No. It says here, he fills you with being an, the gifts of apostle, prophet, pastor, evangelist, pastor so at what point in your journey did you forget you were a pastor when you were building your company when you were starting your business you forgot you're an evangelist charlie's business relies on traction of people but he's an evangelist if he can focus on his office his gift as an evangelist everything he does will blossom because that's his service for the world You're looking for help, but you've been given a gift to allow you to complete a work for God to fill the universe. So let's not, let's not ignore our assignment. That's what I want to say. If you're a pastor, <clears throat> you make sure that you're attentive to those who you're leading. You know about their lives. You know what's going on. You're, just be attentive to the sheep. Okay, Pastor O, why are you saying is this? Is this scriptural? It's scriptural when David's attention is on the sheep and David is called to be a king. What did David do to become a king? Nothing. He just paid attention to his office. I know it's scary for you to say, because um, some people feel like, no, but sir, I need, I need to be doing, I need to be doing. I'm not saying that you abandoned. Please listen to me. I'm not saying you're abandoned, but I'm saying if you have your gift at the front of your mind before what you feel you're sent to, you will prosper. If a pastor Faye is instructing people in Taekwondo, if he has in front of his mind that he's a pastor, before a taekwondo trainer. The office of pastor allows his secondary work to function better. How do you stay selfless? Okay, I'm going to answer that very soon. Man. Thank you for that question. So it's, it's how much of your call are you always conscious about? Be conscious of your call. If you're conscious of your call, the secondary assignment, wherever you're sent to, will work out. It will work out. But be conscious of your call. How do I know if I'm selfless? How do I know if I'm selfless? Focusing on your call. If you focus on your call, you will, be, you will behave selfless. Let me explain that. 
if you're a pastor that pays no attention to those who you're leading, but you believe that building yourself as a pastor is going to help them, no. It is focusing on the sheep. Remember our Proverbs. Do you guys remember our proverb? What proverb was it? The international scripture. Do you remember it? You guys have forgotten, isn't it? <laughs> Thank you. Proverbs chapter 27. From verse 23, this is selflessness here. Be sure you know the condition of your flock. This is, this is selflessness. Be sure you know the condition of your flocks. Give careful attention to your herds. For riches do not endure forever. You see all those things you're chasing around. For riches don't endure forever. And a crown is not secure for all generations. You see all those things people chase around. But when the hay is removed and new growth appears, that's in the midst of looking after your flock. And the grass from the hills is gathered in. The lambs will provide you with clothing. And the goats with the price of a field. You will have plenty of goat's milk to feed your family and to nourish your female servants. There's something about selflessness and the duty of assignment that allows all provisions to find their way to you. What is selflessness? Your first remit of selflessness, Pastor Bumi, it may just be your family for now. It may just be your family, or if you're working in with the legacy builders, or it may just be your immediate family, but you're selfless to make sure that a Pastor Ayo is still walking in assignment. You're selfless enough to make sure that he's still in line so that he doesn't derail. That's still a selflessness there. So it depends on the remit in which God has put you in charge of flock. Health in the city should be one of the most massive things ever. Health in the city. Why? At this time of COVID, who should be seen most in the nation? Who should we be hearing from most in the nation? Who should we have been seeing on Periscope most in the nation? Who should have been coming on online Zooms most in the nation? Who should have been having Instagram um, uh, interviews most in the nation? Health in the city. Okay, when COVID-19 is done, why do we need to hear from you? But if you've abandoned the flock, you're going to think, okay, it's, um, you're going to just have your mind on other things. But God created a situation for you to be relevant. God created a situation for you to be relevant. God created a situation for you to be a superstar. God created a situation for the nations to see how invaluable and indispensable, sorry, how indispensable you are. And how much of that did you take? But if your heart was paying attention to the flock, this is your flock. The whole leadership team of Health in the City, this is your flock now. This is your sheep. This is your pastor. Pay attention here. 
then your your efforts towards that field would have increased. Your efforts towards that field would have increased. And guess what? Boom, bam, COVID is here. Man, we just need to hear a broadcast from Health in the City right now. We need to see a broadcast from Health in the City right now. Health in the City could have easily been on Sky News talking about implications of these things. Maybe you guys did it as individuals. I'm not saying that you didn't do anything. I'm just using you as an example of how keeping your mind and your focus on the agenda, on your core, allows you to remain in that selfless state that God is always able to use you for the world, for the universe that he's looking for. Keeping yourself in that state of, Lord, fill me with a gift for you to purchase a world. That's all I'm going to give you guys today. I said it's going to not going to be a long one today. But I just want to hear from you guys. What have you learned in the last few days? It's our pen and pad session, so I'm done now. What have you learned in the last few days? Talk to me. We've had two days of teaching, and we're getting ready for our final week of giving. Global leaders are going to get a chance to give. Pastor Gabby loves this guy. The life and the deals, the life and the deals of America's banker, JP Morgan. Honor. Thank you very much, Pastor James. He learned about honor and how invaluable or how valuable honor is. Pastor Bumi, leaders are not your friends. Honor, honor people. Honor, honor. I think the honor scope was um, a huge one then. Honor, being a bearer of peace. Thank you. Honor, honor is so important. Know how to show honor when it's not just PT. Know how to show honor when it's not just PT, right? So how do you build an obsession? Good question. How do you become an alcoholic? Can you answer that? If you answer that, you have your answer. Your leader is not your friend. Honor is everything. Honor leaders, especially men of God, they are not your friends. No, they're not your friends. They're not your friends. I, I, I took so much away from that moment there and I shared it with you guys. A leader has to understand the difference in the characters of the team and identifying the strengths of people in the midst of their chaos. That's right. That's right. Identifying the strength of your team. We did speak about. We trade peace with the world. Yes, we give the world peace. We give the world peace for leadership. In the place of leadership, to buy leadership with the world, give them peace. Honor, regardless of age, younger especially. Thank you. Honor, regardless of age, young people especially. Just keep it rolling in. Everything that you've learned, you should have notes by now. Please, this is not like a 
scope where I show off that I know Bible because I don't know much. I still pray God give me understanding. So please speak. Let me know what you've taken. I can also take those things down and build on them. So you help me at the same time. So you help me at the same time. Yeah. So I should have been seeing leaders commenting by now. It just leadership operates from the place of rest. Yes, it does. It does. The key to growing is selflessness. Have the ability to see what is good in people. Have peace with people. If you focus on your cult, then you will become selfless. 100%. You don't put a leash on a Mustang. <laughs> yeah. My most favorite... My most favorite moment in... Um, in... Um, in the last dance, Scotty Pippen and the rest of the team, my most favorite moment in the last dance. Leadership, 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 leadership. It's not easy to be a leader, but it's easy when you have good people. If you chase money before you have process, you will one day be bought out, 100%. I've learned that being quiet isn't always good. You're starving others that can learn from you, 100 billion percent. 100 billion percent. Those that possess, those that change the world possess peace. And baby Leah, what I'll say to you again is, wisdom can become constipated inside you, can cause constipation. I know that's a mad word to use, but if you're not always sharing, you will not receive much because what you know, what you know will just remain inside you. Maturity, maturing by consistent work. So I'm always sharing. You know when people say, ah, oh, I just got a mad word, I got a mad word. No, I'm not telling you, I'm not telling you, I'm not telling you. What I've learned over the years with that is if you don't share, you remain on that mad word that you've heard. So the problem might be that you've not even updated your mad word and people are already on new things <laughs> so always sharing don't be quiet don't be quiet to the point where you're not sharing always share share as much as you can we are each other's assignment 100 percent. we must learn from each other 100 percent um you're each other's assignment when god wants to set an assignment for you guys god says things like honor this person submit to this person call this person open the gate Quickly, quickly, quickly. Do you know which one it is? No, bring the key. Alright. Use the living and like that. Yeah. So God gives instructions like honor this person, submit to this person, etc., etc. Sorry, I missed that. You're not ready for leadership. Well, you're not ready for leadership if you're not able to sacrifice. That's very true. That's very true. So I'm reading this. I, I've been going through this book here. It's The Life of J.P. Morgan. The Life and the Deals of J.P. Morgan. And... Um, How many of you guys are afraid of taking risk? 
Are you afraid of risk? So what I've learned from this book here, and I know it book this first because I, I do con I do um I read via content what I need for the time. And I realized how much risk the early bankers took because there wasn't much framework, there wasn't much structure. So the early bankers took a lot of risk. So I would invite you guys to do something. Find a place to take a little bit more risk. Find an area of your life to take a little bit more risk. Calculated risk, though. Sit down with your leader and say, I've been a bit too reserved in this side, and now I want to push. So you may want to take more risk in, if let's just say you know you're supposed to be speaking to certain people more, then your risk would be to take that step and speak to those people more. Okay? So those are the kind of risks I want to leave you guys with. Um, you may feel like, okay, I know I'm supposed to be doing this thing. I want you to take that risk and push in that side. For some of you, the risk you need to take now is praying another 30 minutes, an extra 30 minutes, increasing in your prayer life should be the risk that you should be taking right now. And I know I'm using the word risk with it, but I'm just trying to let you know that without risk, there's no reward. And that's a financial equation. Without risk, there's no reward. So although we want reward, we should be able to take risk. Okay? So what I say to some of you is you know where you're lacking somewhere. Increase in risk there. Increase in risk there. More prayer time, more word time, being in the word a bit more, um, uh, pastoring more, speaking to people more, reaching out to someone that you know you should have been reaching out to, those kind of things. Start taking a little bit more risk. Some of you, the risk might just be, I do not sit down with Pastor Oni. I've never really sat down with him. You know where the gold house is. You can message and say, hey, sir, you're around, I'm coming down. For some of you, that's what you've got to do. A closer proximity to your leader could help you achieve something, okay? Um, listen, don't forsake those little things, by the way. Um, prox proximity to leadership really helped me. Proximity to leadership really helped me. I was very. I made sure that I was never missing from uh, anything Pastor Toby was doing. So proximity to leadership helped me. So look around you and figure out where you feel you should have been putting a little bit more attention and take a risk. Add a bit more effort there. Add a bit more effort there. Okay, almost approaching eleven a.m. If there's anything else you guys want to say to me, share with me. Today's going to be an awesome day, of course. And um, I wish you guys all the best with today. I'm so grateful to have you guys as family. And I'm looking very, very forward to what we do together going into the coming years now. Um, so I'm very, very keen on starting the, the Goldman's Goldman's Library website. I launched my website. What I what I want to start doing is doing a lot of book giveaways um, and things like that. 
I'm so obsessed with global leadership. I'm very, very obsessed with global leadership. Behaving as a leader, behaving as a global leader, speaking as a global leader, thinking as a global leader. So can we start the book giveaway with the JP book? No, unfortunately. I'll, I'll buy some books and I'll do book giveaways with those. The world's going to love the website. They will. They will love the website. The person asking me for my book is right in front of me. <laughs> He's right in front of me. Congratulations to Pastor James and Minister Nana. No, Evangelist James and Minister Nana. They're at their job interview in Sainsbury's for morning job, morning work. I love that. I love that. So I'm very obsessed with the, with the topic of global leadership. And I'm just really trying to always make sure that I'm positioning myself as a leader, not just for the, for the family, but globally, someone that people can look at as an inspiration, as an inspiration. So I'm, I'm conscious of that constant, constantly right now. Um, that adds some age to your years because it's a wisdom thing, but I want all of you to be that way. Dr. Emma, you've got to be thinking um, Secretary General of um, the World Health Organization, WHO. I'm not saying that's, that's where God has called you, but that's the way you should behave. That's the way you should be. That's how you've got to carry yourself because you never know what direction God wants to pull you, but that's how you've got to carry yourself. It's that mindset of global leader. It is that mind. We are fine. Don't worry about immediate little immediate battles. Don't be turned away by immediate little battles. It is about that global leadership mindset. Everybody's got to have it, guys. You've got to, you've got to, you've got to, you've got to. <sighs> Man, I've spoken a lot this morning. I'm joined this morning by Dr. Maddie. Yes, I've joined this morning by Dr. Maddie and, and um, Pastor Faye Pierce. It's going to be an amazing day. Let me know what you guys might be up to today. I just think, I just think that if we put more attention on the word, if we put more attention on the word, we will be able to see some better results out of ourselves, okay? My campaign still remains to form a, an organization that the public can say, or we can proudly present to the public. And that's my work with the Night Shield Company and the rest of its leaders and directors, okay? To have a company and say, hey, this company, we can present this company to the public and say, this is what we built. Okay, think leadership, think employment. Look at your houses and check the unemployment rates in House of Medics. What is the unemployment rate in Gold House? What is the unemployment rate in Pillar of Wealth? Pillar of Wealth, wealth unemployment rate is very high. <laughs> Pillar of Wealth unemployment rate is very high. But check those things as a global leader and say, why is unemployment high in my house? I need to curb this. I need to fight this. What do I do to fight this right? I'm going to create job opportunities. So you see jobs in the market and you make your people apply. Treat your house like a nation. Practice. Practice nation building with your house. Solve disputes. Make sure there's harmony and unity in your house. Treat your house like a nation. A kingdom castle. Treat your house like a nation. And God will start to excel you. And 
immediately you start going past certain issue. You start looking wiser. Why? Because your mind is already somewhere else. Your mind is already somewhere else. Treat your house like your nation. Okay, that's one of the main things that goes through my mind. I'm just giving you guys my thoughts and my mind on everything. I'm super obsessed with that, treating my house like a nation, making sure that every color, every creed, every person is seen as one. There's one agenda. What is the financial targets for your house? Every nation has financial targets. What brings in the most finances into my house? Every nation has what brings in the most finances. Is it travel and tourism? Is it, is it, is it the banking system? And the banking system would be maybe you've got traders in your house. Okay, so find out what is in your house. Is it the professionals, the civil servants, those who have jobs? Find out how your house operates and train yourself for nation. Have a portfolio. House leaders should have portfolio by now. House leaders should have a little book by now where they write people's names, say employed, earning this much, unemployed, doing this, in school. Da, 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 da. They should have that so that they have something that their attention is on. Solving issues from the house first. Solving issues from the house first. Sometimes you have people in your house who are unemployed, but you're raising their skill level. Also, that is fine. Yeah, this person doesn't have a job, but it's fine. They're in a training. They're getting themselves better. This person will soon have a job in, in, um, in July or in August. Once their training is complete, you start thinking that way. Start projecting. Start getting used to projecting. Because very soon, you never know what you're called to do in the future. But you've got to start from your house. Start from your house and put that together. Oh, one of my um, citizens of Kingdom Castle has lost their job. What do I do? What opportunities do I create? How has that affected their mental health, though? You know, as a pastor, you got to do that. How has that affected them mentally? Okay, now I've got to sit down with them and build this person back up because the loss of that job has affected them. It's not that they're just going mad. It's not that they're just crazy people, but a situation happened that damaged them. Now I've got to sit down with that soul, mend them, and send them back into where they should be. So you have success stories, you have testimonies, building up testimonies about your nation, your little, your little assignment there is your house. So what about, sir, what about um, new citizens? Yeah, there is new citizens. You can give a new passport to someone in Gold House. Yeah, you can give a new passport to someone in Kingdom Council. There are new citizens, but how did you treat the new citizen? How long did they stay for? Why did they leave? Why did they remain? How did they become deep-rooted? What, what are the cultures of your house? Do you make them read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? Do they get in the Word? At what point do you make new citizens start sowing? Leaders got to start becoming attentive. Got to start having a book, management book. When do I make new citizens start sowing? At what point do they start sowing seed? When they understand the teaching on seed, when do I know they've understood the teaching on seed? How many sound cards have I put them through? The teaching, the teaching. Who is the Paul's 3G? 3Gs are like when you have the youths and the next generation of a country. So you remember that some countries, their youths are stuck on drinking and, and doing things and the country doesn't have hope because their youths have been abandoned. So don't abandon the 3G. So I think for the 3G, I, I appointed Pastor Emma to really sit on top of them and tell me how they're doing. But I've also got to pay attention to the 3G or the new second gen, um, however they're called now, to see what are the results though. 
Are these people growing? Are certain individuals growing there? It is possible for you to get tired with God when you're doing the wrong things. Another things that you used to do, you used to like to make their own decisions thinking that they know, but they don't know. So they make bad decisions that kill them in the future. Yeah. And then you start, they start saying things like, oh, I should have been this. I should have been that. That, that can still happen in a post-community economy. But we have to solve those issues in our post-community economy so that we can come to the UK and say, hey, we solved issues here. We can solve issues here. That's the story of David. David's story was, I solved issues with my sheep. Why can't I solve issues for Israel? That's David's story. That's David's story. So become passionate about the little things that you're managing. The little things that you're managing and be attentive to how you see leadership and treat them because it will all reflect as you get older and you have to deal with the outside.